So, Jordan, Harry, what do you make of the current Netflix controversy? The fact they've suddenly started banning people for sharing the same account when before they actively said they didn't care and that you were more than happy to use somebody else's account to log in and watch Netflix. What are your thoughts? Mm. So what what specifically has happened then? Are they just banning the account overall? So what's happened with Netflix is they used to, publicly, I think you yeah. can find this on Twitter, say, look, if you're using your brother's account, that's fine. Just watch, just use right, Netflix, okay. just watch the shows. And uh, recently, the last kind of couple of weeks, couple of months, few days, um, they've started, people have apparently been seeing messages that pop up when they log into Netflix saying, stop sharing accounts. That, like multiple IP addresses are using Netflix on the same account somebody's faking it, somebody's not paying for this account, so stop it. And they're trying to kind of clamp down on it. I mean, if we're talking from a pure financial standpoint from Netflix, obviously it makes more financial sense for them to try and enforce people having their own accounts or at least paying for the accounts where you can have, or the subscriptions where you can have like four different accounts under the same profile or whatever, however it works. From a pure financial standpoint, from a money-making perspective, yes, of course, it makes sense for Netflix to do that because at the same, you know, they sure they're only losing out on, let's say, five pound a month, but that's five pound a month, and if every user or at least half of the users of Netflix, I don't know how many there are, were doing that, then that's millions, if not potentially even billions, lost out on across the year. So from that perspective. I understand why they may do that. But if we're talking from an actual realistic perspective in terms of where Netflix are right now, I think that is a very, very poor move. And I also think it's a very, very poor move financially. So first of all, you've got from the from the personal side to as a Netflix user, you've got that's quite annoying. To be to be fair, that's quite annoying. But that's kind of a minor issue if we look at the fact that Netflix right now, I believe anyway, within the next five years will either be completely disappeared or it will have been acquired by someone like Disney. I don't know if they actually, if Disney could acquire Netflix um, legally, but something like that will happen anyway. And I think that they are essentially harming their own brand by doing that because at the end of the day, that's not going to get you in anyone's good books by changing the way that people do things because people have been sharing netflix accounts since the site existed um or the app existed you know and, and now if you're suddenly coming out especially if you've previously said well we don't have an issue with it if you've said that publicly and now you're then going back against that you seem dishonest distrustful which are two things you do not want to be as a company and equally you're forcing people to change the way they do things on a large scale if you know because there's a lot of people who essentially spend a lot of their time watching netflix and they're now having to maybe pay extra money because of you doing that maybe they maybe their shared netflix account was a bonding experience for them and their family member or friend or partner for all you know and that's going to then cause a lot of first of all distrust secondly dislike towards Netflix as a company and sure in the short term you may get some more people paying for Netflix subscriptions but especially now that we have things like Disney Plus and the Disney Star which has a lot more non-typically Disney shows on it 
people aren't going to bother paying for an extra Netflix subscription. They're just going to jump over to Disney Plus and then enjoy all their shows there. Especially because we're seeing Disney Plus acquiring a lot of the good shows from Netflix. So even if your favourite show isn't on Disney Plus right now, wait a couple of months and then the chances are that it will be. So at this point in time, based on the current climate in terms of these streaming platforms, I think it's a very, very poor long-term financial decision as well for Netflix to kind of do that. What are your thoughts? Well, my, my thoughts is I, I'm not surprised this has happened because in a lot of instances in this kind of industry, it's very kind of cyclical. Almost all of these companies start off by being we are going to have a product that is so much better than the competitors. We're going to be all about the customer. We're going to be give them all the new features. We're going to be super cheap. We're going to get as many customers as possible on this platform. Yeah. And then they hit a certain point and then their motivation changes from have as big a market share as possible and give the best customer experience possible to, okay, now let's seriously get some cash in. Let's make some serious money. And I think Netflix have hit that point. Whereas before they had a mindset of, right, we just want everybody in the world to have a Netflix account or to be using Netflix, even if they don't have an account. Now they've gone to, okay, we're at the stage where we, I don't know, but I'd assume Netflix is the biggest uh, streaming platform for that kind of content in the world. Okay. So now yep. it's, okay, well, if we want to beat out the competition, so the Disney Plus, the um, Amazon Primes, etc., then the best way to be doing that is to build up the war chest, make the high rev, make the profits. And in order to do that, you then need to kind of screw the customer over slightly more than you have been and make them less of the priority. So the priority is instead actually on finance. Yeah, um, and I that think that's what's been sense. going on. So in terms of my long-term prediction, I think it's cyclical. I think uh, if you look yeah. at, for example, YouTube's approach to... Um, content creators was exactly the same at first it was the payments were really really high the rules were very very low it basically encouraged everybody to get onto youtube everybody to have a channel everybody to be making youtube videos and it rewarded you really well for it and now the youtube is the second biggest search engine on the planet behind only google who is who owns youtube <laughs> mm-hmm then now they can go, okay, let, now let's make some serious money through ad spend, let's reduce how much we're paying content create, uh, creators, etc. And I think it's a, it's a very common and very clever business model. The only issue is, like you said, it opens you up for the competitor in the market to offer a much better customer experience than you currently do, and for everybody to jump ship. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen to YouTube. I think they're too, I, mean, I don't wanna use the scary M word, um, it sounds a lot like Monopoly, but they are kind of controlling a market in that sense. Whereas in yeah. comparison, I don't think Netflix has the Monopoly in the same way that um, other industries do. So I don't think Netflix... I don't think Netflix has a USP that will keep them going. Marvel, uh, sorry, Disney have a USP in the sense that they are the only people in the world of access to the Disney back catalogue and to Marvel. Now that... Yeah gives them a massive, powerful USP. Now, Netflix is doing a lot of their own shows. They're doing a lot of creations. They're making their own a lot of their own programs uh, and films. But I'm not sure that the biggest films they make and the biggest TV shows they make necessarily yeah. have the mass general appeal that means people will be willing to stick with Netflix, even if 
the customer is being treated slightly worse, prices are going up, etc. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, just two kind of statistics, just for reference. The, at the moment, at the start of this year, there was 203 million Netflix users and just over 100 million Disney Plus users. And also, just for reference, YouTube has 2 billion users. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, one in four people in the world are on YouTube. That's crazy. That is mental. That is mental. Um, the other, other question then, just kind of last question for this. Why do you think a lot of businesses seem to make this shift from customer-centric and customer-focused to more of the kind of we need to make as much money as possible? Um, I'm not going to speak specifically to any company because I don't know the specific specifics of any company and how it's ran. But the most yeah. common reason that makes sense to me or the most logical reason for me is once as a company gets bigger and bigger and bigger, at some point it's likely to become public, which means trades on the stock market. Once you become a publicly traded company, you then have to follow your what's called a fiduciary responsibility, which quite literally means the C-suite and the people who run the company have a legal requirement to do the best thing financially possible for the shareholders and for the investors. And in that case, right. often the best financial decision is to make money now and in the process cause a slightly worse customer experience. Um, not okay. always, not for all customers, not for all companies. However, you do see that trend happen quite a lot, simply because even if the C-suite are saying, no, we want to play the long game because of this, this, and this, if they're in any way kind of accused or it's suspected that they're not fulfilling a fiduciary responsibility, then they are open to lawsuits, being fine, uh, fined, maybe even potentially arrested. I don't know the specifics. It might change based on jurisdictions, US versus UK versus Switzerland, etc. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know about that. I'll have to look into it, but that makes a lot of sense to be fair. So yeah, thank you for your insight, Harry. My pleasure.